Cheers. If you don't know what Weiss is, where have you been? I'm not done with Rosé. Okay, it's been a rough week with, like, how I feel about things. Do we talk about the election now? Or I have a Dr. Dre thing. I'm not taking sides. They're both idiots. You park in my driveway, you might as well have killed my dog. I don't know what that means, but you're going to get it. You got it the wrong way around, honey. You're, you're the, the problem. problem. I'm a detective. I can't trust any of these bitches anymore. Mm-mm. No, it's my butt. It's Sushi. Me. She's like a cockroach. She is, but she's only a cockroach in the butt. I got some gazungas. Cheers. Cheers. Listen, here's the thing. First of all, okay, no, continue. I'm not making this up. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we can. I don't think we should. Piece of garbage. You're the problem. Uh, Do not sound bite that. I'm married to a Jewish man. This is Wigs and Wives. Hi. Hi. Happy end of year, everybody. <laughs> Bye, bitch. 2016's almost over. And we can only hope that 2017's not worse. But the chances are it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be terrible. So bad, so bad. For you bum, and bum, me. Bum, bum. Welcome to Wigs and Weiss, though. It's not, we're not there yet. Like, no. this is like the perfect happy moment. I hope you listen to this before the beginning of 2017. Because right. once 2017 is up and running, we, anybody's we, guess. Yeah, we have n- But I can no. safely <laughs> I say, know what I'm saying. 2016, you have done enough Please stop. Sit down. Um, this will be released in the next couple days, but uh, we do know at this moment, Carrie Fisher, you know about Carrie Fisher, yes. right? Uh, she had a heart attack on a plane. She's in stable condition, according to her brother right now, so that's good. Um, but 2016, if you're going to take fucking Princess Leia from us too, I think I'm going to kill you. I don't know how to kill a year. I think that's how you kill it. The year will end. <sighs> so it's really just like going out guns a blazing, I guess. But for tonight, we are very, very excited. As we said last week, we have a year-end episode of all the things that made us flip our wigs. And pop our corks. And pop our corks this year. We each have a top five list of the things that bummed us out the most and the things that made us happiest. Um, and we'll get to that. We're going to do our usual sort of stuff of the week to start things off. But um, Lindsay and I were speaking before we started recording, and we did have an idea because both of us did find a place for our for Donald Trump in our worst things of the year, and we both just realized that this is not, you guys aren't turning to us for, for, political, for political assessment, <laughs> yeah. And you know we're mad. We know you're mad. And we can only assume that we're all on the same page. If they're Be- listening to this podcast, yeah. we're on the same if page. If you're listening to a podcast called Wigs and Wise, hosted by Two feminists, one of which is a gay man, you understand. Who we are. Yeah, and, and what we, you're listening to. And we to. know who you are, and we appreciate you for that. Yes. All love, all light. But we don't want you to sit through what would probably be 10 to 15, even though we've started doing just the, our 60 seconds of Scorched Earth, which we'll continue to do next year. We we're not going to do it this We're not going to do it tonight. It's like, I, I mean, I used to love the year-end issues of magazines where you'd flip through and be like, oh, I forgot that blankety blank hooked up with blankety blank and right? now they're not speaking. So That's okay. what tonight is. It's the blankety blank episode. Yes. We're going to so blankety blank it for you. We're going to chew the fat, the gristle. And hopefully, like the way that I'm approaching it is even if it's shitty things, it's shitty things that I can either shine a positive light on or we can like make funny yeah. in our own way. Yeah. Speaking of... <coughs> Excuse me. Good things. Let's talk about your new wig. Okay. It's so cute. Okay. So I'm going to describe her. She's like Jessica Rabbit meets Lady Godiva. <laughs> and meets if um, on Mad Men, the sassy secretary with the big Joan? boobs, if Joan grew her hair out in the yes, 80s. Yes. Yes. But not like big 80s no, no, hair. No, 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 no. Like it's how Joan si- would. Yeah. Like it's a side swoop bang. It's red. It's like a light red. Um, and it's just sleek with a little bit of a wave to it. And um, I did not know I was going to have a new wig to wear tonight. Mm-hmm. Little backstory. Um, I was going to get my my natural hair done. 
excuse me, I'm a little burpy. We had chili earlier. Um, <laughs> and as I was walking from my car to the salon, I look over and what greets me but a wig shop. And I was like, okay, Lindsay, first of all, you can't go into a wig shop before you go to get your hair done. Like that just, you can't there do is, that. Yeah. It'd be weird, right? Yeah. So I didn't. And then as I was walking back, I was a little bit in a rush because I needed, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I was in a little bit of a rush and I was like, okay, I can't, I can't stop and get a wig right now. Um, and so I come home and Paul and I meet here. I unlock the door, I walk inside and I see a present wrapped that was not there before with a little note, which is not like a usual occurrence. My husband and I do not leave notes for each other. It's like, have a great day. You're a hero. We don't do that. It's not our thing. I, any couple that does do that, great. Good for you. This is not our jive. So I opened the note and it said, dear stupidget, which is short for stupid idiot, which gives you an insight into our, um, our lives. And uh, just said, this was supposed to go into your soft boot, which is what my husband calls a stocking because he's a Jewish boy that doesn't understand stockings. It's soft boot. Uh, but I wanted you to have it for tonight. And I opened it, and it's here we are. Wig. I got my Jessica Rabbit Lady Godiva Joan from Mad Men wig. The uni- he knew. He knew. He knew what your heart wanted. And my heart wanted a, a wig. new wig. And mm. then I did not know he had consulted... Me and Nick. Yeah. My husband, Nick, and I were consulted about which wig. And I think I might have said that one, but I can't remember now. It's a good wig. It's a great wig. I can't wait to, Fits you to play with it some more. She needs a name. I feel like we always name them Joan. Do we? Or maybe, no. I don't know. We'll find a nice name for her. We'll figure it out. Maybe by the end of the episode. Yeah. But for now, let's pop our corks. Let's pop our corks. Um, so should we talk about like stuff that's happening this week? Yeah. And then we'll go yeah, into Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, let's do a little bit of touch base. I mean, I don't want to do 60 seconds, but no. Nuclear bombs are probably going to be shot off on Christmas Eve. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. And you remember how we had like the Cold War? <laughs> We're back. <laughs> and um, it's like already started with a tweet. Of all things, the the the, tw- the Twitter the Twitter the Twitter th- element the Twitter element is just like the Trump supporters. I just want to like j- let's just don't and you can't bring up um, emails and you can't bring up anything else, but just talk about why you think your president is allowed to tweet very dramatic threats. Is that okay? Like, uh, why is that okay? Why is that okay? Like, defend that. I just want to hear a defense of that. When when Donald Trump was elected to president, everybody was just like, "It's not going to be the end of the world because we have like a lot of different channels that things have to go through. So it's not just the president." Oh, honey, but read his Twitter. He's already angered China. He's already. I don't even know. I don't. At this point, we said we weren't going to do this. Okay. Let's. I mean, let's just say it. We might get we might get bombed. We might get bombed. We we might all die. So you and heard if, it here first, <laughs> second. But you heard it here. If it happens, like just uh, everyone should have a bottle of something great, like really, really. That great. is a good call. Just have it on hand. Even if you don't drink, even have if you like don't drink, have and maybe there should be, like can we buy cyanide? Is this getting dark? This is getting dark. <laughs> but I think we can. <laughs> we should see if we can find cyanide. Just because I'm like I don't want. The end to be like, who was that woman that did that? Oh, the um, Vanessa Redgrave and Deep Impact. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw it, so I don't know. Vanessa Redgrave killed herself in Deep Impact because she didn't want to get hit alert. by the wave. If you spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Deep Impact by now, you deserve to have well, it spoiled for you. Spoiler alert. Well, you could at least hashtag spoiler alert it. All right. Um, next time. Next time I spoil Deep Impact, I'll make sure. Please spoil. do. They please do. guys do. Jesus. They just take out all the women, huh? Yeah. She gets hit by the Match. wave. Um, Rob and China. Yeah, let's talk about Rob and China. They had a week too. They, the nice thing, you know, you have to think about it. It's got to be nice to be Rob and China because they don't give a fuck about the fact that the world's going to end Mm-mm. because their oh, world so is right. them. Yep. And they obviously got into some sort of disagreement and China packed up the kids and took them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And Rob tweeted or Snapchatted or something about it. She wrote back a long Instagram thing, but he said she was crazy. She said he was crazy. He has since come out and apologized. 
the Kardashian girls will not speak to China ever again. Uh, I called her China. You call her black? What do you call her? How do you call her by her first name? Does she have a first name? Like she does. I don't it, But it's, it's not black. No, that's her that's her stage name. So you have to say was, to her Black China. When she was an exotic black dancer. Black China, can you get me a cup of tea please? Black China? Because she's China? Like <laughs> No, just I was just asking for tea and I'm wondering if do I I don't say get the China oh, black. I thought I thought you meant because like cuz cuz I wanted tea China. Like, you know, you get it in like nice little china cups. You know, like like Lindsay's showing me what a Chinese a china teacup looks like. You know, like you when you get the fancy plates out, it's china. I get that. That's not what I was saying. Okay. I was just asking how to ask black china for tea. Girl, give me some tea. Her Angela Angela Renee White is her. Oh. Is her given name. It's a pretty name. It is a pretty name. She she actually trademarked or was trying to trademark Angela Renee Kardashian, and apparently Chris had a problem with it. Who cares? <laughs> um, so, mm, who cares? Uh, popping my cork. Um, I also feel as though there was one more. Um, I'm not doing it. There's another Trump thing. I'm not doing it. Let's. Is there anything else you want to pop your cork? One on? thing. Okay. So uh, watch Manchester by the Sea last night. Mm. Two things, actually, about that movie. So uh, a lot of controversy, well, a decent amount of controversy. Not a lot of controversy because I didn't know about it until last week. And that's the thing. That's the Maybe problem. You, I'm sorry to jump in, but. Uh, no, of course. That's what, you, that's what we do. We <laughs> jump in. Um, Casey Affleck has been accused of some pretty deplorable sexual harassment. Not that any sexual harassment is not deplorable. Uh, when he was doing I'm Still Here, the weird documentary, faux documentary he did with um, Joaquin Phoenix when they were brother-in-laws. Casey Affleck was married to um, Joaquin's sister at the time, so they did this like family project where they made a fake documentary of Joaquin losing his mind. I still don't get it. But during that, um, a couple different producers came out and said that Casey Affleck had basically propositioned them, and when they said no, he became a monster. Well, he was married to the subject of the movie's, uh, the movie's sister. Anyway, so the big question is, why did Nate Parker's career die and Casey Affleck is still... I would say he's the front runner for Best, Oscar, best, best actor. actor of the Year. So, so Nate Parker, I'm not saying he's not guilty. Like, I don't know what happened. He was acquitted of rape. But his accuser did kill herself. A lot of bad shit happened. Well, even if you take out whatever did or didn't happen, we saw the ramifications of what the accusations did to his career. Right. So if you were to measure the accusations of against Casey nothing towards his happening. career, not only is nothing happening, but his career is flourishing tremendously. He's and the story has been buried. Yes. So who that's also leads me to like ask questions about like how powerful the sort of PR universe is to make one story the 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 like the headline grabber. Yeah, like one of for, like for like half of this year. Was really you could not see a thing about that movie without it being discussed with Manchester by the Sea being covered. Probably not I mean I don't think Birth of a Nation would have been covered as much had Nate Parker's accusations not been Right. But Manchester by the Sea has been covered a decent amount, and I had no idea about these accusations until last week. Right. When he was hosting SNL with, like, a big old smile on his face, which, <sighs> granted, the ac- like, he shouldn't continue to live his life. I just, I, I think, to your point, we deserve to know if these things are happening. And if... If if, uh, if one person's are. Like, I don't even necessarily need to know. Equal coverage. Know, yeah, equal coverage, yes. And granted, like, Nate Parker was the director and the star of Birth of a Nation, but that shouldn't fucking matter. Like Casey Affleck is the star of Manchester by the Sea, and nobody's talking about what these women have come out and said. There is darkness in the Affleck family. I agree. We'll leave it at that. It's raining outside. I don't know if you can hear that. Do you hear the drip, drip drops? We're also sizzling bacon. <laughs> no, but it's raining, so it's like that kind of mood tonight. Like, yeah, I feel like we definitely are giving off the vibes of just like. There is some darkness here. But we're going to turn it up a notch for a moment right now because I have 
to put a bow on something right now. Actually, okay. I forgot. I have one more thing I'm going to pop my cork about. Well, let me just say, can I tell my review of Manchester by Oh, the yeah. Day? Sorry. Yes. So I watched it last night for free. I didn't give money to those motherfuckers. No, but the, the, I'm sure the writer and director <laughs> is a nice guy. You know what I mean. I'm just like trying to cover all my bases. Uh, and I would say first act, second act, loved it. The storytelling was really, really masterful and great. And then it ended, and I was like, oh, so Casey Affleck's character started as a, a sad loner who didn't want to be around each, anybody. And you know how he ended? As a sad loner who didn't want to be around anybody. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You'll get it uh, about halfway through. Like, there's no character change. And by the end, it was long as fuck, too. Really? It was like two and a half hours long. To the point that I was just like, I want to go to sleep. We mm. started this shit at nine thinking I'd be... Well, this goes back to like, like just talking about how I don't think any of us are in the mindset for more sadness right now. That's the thing. Like, I really, I appreciate a tragedy. I, uh, I can see like where like it can really, and I have something to talk about later in a film that I watched this week that was a, a huge failure of a tragic film that mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about. But I also knew, like, watching it, I was like, oh, my God, I just can't take more sadness right now. Every, every, Which everything is, why is sad. The, no, but see, oh, see, I'm going to give away too many things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip my wig, and I will come back to this point and how to fill your life with joy. Okay. Because we need it. And it's like, you really have to hunt for it right now, but it is out there. It is. It's definitely out there. You go. Well, one place you might be able to find it is at Kohl's. <laughs> And this, I'm putting a bow on this, and I'm tying it closed for 2016. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I need you to read something to the audience because All I right, got give it to me, girl. I got my Coles charge bill today, and it told me what I owe for oh this God. month. Now, keep in mind the reason I needed I to know 5, this. I hope it's five thousand dollars. I hope you spent five thousand dollars at Coles. Hear me, okay? Okay. So. I'm going to start by saying all the things I got with my... Now, the reason I don't know... I didn't know this number until I got the bill is that I bought some stuff, returned to Footbath, as we all know, <laughs> and then used some Kohl's cash to buy some more stuff. So I'm just going to tell you what I own, and then you're going to see the fucking bill. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm, I've never been more ready for anything. Fantastic. Audience, too. Edge of your seats. I can feel it. Okay. I got a crock pot. Mm-hmm. I got a toaster oven. Mm-hmm. I got a three-pack refills of Sonicare toothbrushes, which if you they're use expensive. Sonicare, they're, they're expensive. expensive. Thank you. <laughs> I got comfy pajama pants for Nick. Mm-hmm. I got one more thing. I got oh, I got one more appliance. I got a coffee maker. Okay. Coffee maker, <laughs> crock pot, toaster oven, comfy pants, five, three-pack of Sonicare toothbrushes. And now I'm about to read. Uh, read my balance. The balance is $46.15. And $46.15. Total minimum due is $27. I might just pay it in installments because I don't think I have to pay interest. So <laughs> read it and weep. That's why I love Kohl's. That, those toothbrushes alone could be $25 nobody, on Amazon. Nobody is saying that you shouldn't love Kohl's. What are they saying? We're saying it's really funny that you do. Well, now who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? Still everybody else. Still the rest of us. My memory of Kohl's is like buying some nice stretchy jeans that I would wear for like a full year when I was a sophomore in high school. I would wear stretchy jeans right now. Oh. The way I've been eating this week, I Girl, could go for some stretchy jeans. If my jeans do not have a stretch, they do not fit on my body. <laughs> it's just the way that it works. I wonder if Allie, our friend Allie, we gave her pajama jeans one year. I wonder if she still... Oh, I'm sure she rocks those. Wears them. Allie is like, she knows how to rock a pajama. Like, I see Allie on the street in a pajama, and I'm just like, oh, she's out for her Sunday stroll. If I look, if I rock a pajama on the street, it's like, oh, should we give her $2? <laughs> no, you can rock a pajama. Mm, that's so nice of you. I'm wearing Harry Potter pajama pants I came right home now. today, I showered to come here, and I put pajamas back on. That's, that's how you should live life. Yeah. I don't understand why that's not accepted. Yeah. Well, let's get started to the fun year end stuff because like we're going to, as we said, we're of our top five popped corks. None of them will be political. We Mm. just want to like laugh at things and people. Yes. And uh, 
let's just go through one by one. Do you want to, I think whoever starts pop their cork, the other person starts flip their wig. So would you rather be the person that starts popping your cork or starts flipping your wig? I want to start flipping my wig. Okay, then I'll start with the five things and I'll, we'll go back and forth, like okay. five and five. Or should we go through five, four, three, two, one? Let's go back and forth. Okay. The number five thing this year. Ooh, this is going to be fun. I love year end stuff. I do too. I do too. I might even, oh no, we're not going to fucking, okay. So the number five thing this year that just bummed me out was Fox's reboot of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, I didn't see it. And you did not miss a thing. It was all sorts of awful on so many different levels. Now the thing, I have a lot of issues with Rocky Horror Picture Show being remade First things first, don't touch camp. No, you can't. Leave camp alone. It's like somebody trying, this is going to like be like, I don't even know what this would be. It's like someone trying to recreate an episode of Drag Race. Leave camp yes. alone. They know what it is. They knew what they were making when they did r- it's, Rocky it's Horror. It's tongue in cheek to begin with. Yes. So to remake, most remakes are pretty earnest. Mm-hmm. So to remake something that was was campy to begin with and they wanted it to be campy. It wasn't, it wasn't just like, Oh, I guess this thing is campy and cheesy and we didn't know. Like this was all by design. No, like the one exception I might say is something like Xanadu where Xanadu, I don't think they knew they were making camp. I I think they, they were trying to be earnest and it turned out to be camp. Fine. But Rocky horror, they knew what they were doing. They made it what it was like. It wasn't a huge box office success, but it was like bizarre, weird and out there. The remake was like, just white bread, bad. It, it was like four or five different, te- like they used to be on Disney Channel and they don't know where to go now mm-hmm. or Nickelodeon. And and um, I feel like Christina Milian was in there somewhere. And the one thing that I had going for it was Laverne Cox playing. Oof. But like, love her. And it sucked because she was working her ass off and mm-hmm. everyone else around her just didn't know where to go. And the craziest thing about it was that it looked about as live as it could be, and it was not even live. Oh, Jesus. So they spent, like, time, and they did retakes and reshot reshot stuff, and it looked like that. That's a problem. And I just want to end on, like, the live musical thing in general. I understand why they're doing it. I get it, too. They rate. There's something that, like, has a little bit of peril to it. I watched Hairspray, and it had moments. I thought the finale was great, but by and large, like I just watched it going, oh, I kind of just wish I was watching the movie. If I wanted to see live theater, I'd go to the theater. It, yes. it looks low rent. It doesn't feel as urgent as I think they would have wanted it to. Mm-hmm. The only one that's really, I think, been, I would say, great so far was Grease. I've heard great things about Grease. I haven't watched any of them, Grease honestly. Because Grease was directed. There was like a, there was a way that it was shot that felt like you weren't watching something live, mm-hmm. and it felt more urgent because of that. These ones still feel like stage shows that someone's just sitting out in front with a camera. And it's a little... Maybe people might disagree with that. And also Ariana Grande well, was... Um, oh, she was awful. Oh, that's too bad. I know, I like her, but yeah, not her thing. Well, Which is weird, because she's done stage before. And she's also... She has a great voice. She can act. Yeah. Something went wrong. Come on, Arianda. That's my number five. Okay, my number five is Hiddle Swift. So, what was the name of the show that Tom Hiddleston was on? Night Manager. Thank you. Loved that show. He's got a torso that, you know, you just want to look at. Also a good actor. <laughs> and it had house I think it's in actually it. doing a short stint at LACMA. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hiddleston's torso, uh, torso yeah. as it should. Yeah. So I really had high hopes for the Hiddle Swift gossip this year. And the fact that they were a couple, they were basic as fuck. He wore a shirt that wore that said, I love TS. And I th- I was like bracing myself for this to be as people had conspired to say, like thought that it was going to be this big, like, artistic thing that Taylor was doing. No, she just had a really basic relationship with an English man who was very attractive. Mm -hmm. And then they broke up and that was it. I wanted it to be like, we're going to see music videos of just like, you guys are obsessed with me. And this is, this is what I'm trying to say. Like, this is my artistic take on your, your like Taylor Swift, like trying to bring me down with my loves and all this stuff. No, it wasn't. It was just a basic, it was just a basic courtship. Yeah. And Tom Hiddleston, like you, you went around like 
all of Europe with Taylor Swift, just like begging the paparazzi to follow you. You invited your parents to have like the paparazzi chase them. And it was just because you had a crush on a girl. I don't know. Yeah, it was a bummer. It was a weird courtship. Mm -hmm. And it was right after Calvin Harris. And he had a full, almost full on meltdown. Yep. The power of Taylor Swift's whatever she's doing. It works. It works. Good for you, girl. Works for her, not anybody else. No. And it was who was the breakup right before that? Why? I'm, I can't Calvin even, Harris. Calvin Harris. Okay. Yeah. Which like he's he seems like a lovely Irishman, Scotsman, one of the Scottish, other Scottish. Scottish. And he was like totally 90%. heartbroken. Yeah. And then it was nothing. Taylor, think about it a little bit harder before you like go in public with your man. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. No. <laughs> no. Um, my number four was the, it, this falls under a few different pieces of pop culture okay. that were devoted to it, but the John Bonet reinvestigation this year. Oh, good call. Good call. So I think obviously a lot has been learned from Serial, from OJ Simpson, sort of mm-hmm. the crime thing. And we can really, like, we've learned a lot more about those those crimes, those cases, yeah. um, making a murderer, not every case should be reopened. No, especially when it has to do with an eight-year-old child. Yep. On a level of just sort of like ethical, this let's leave this one alone. Mm-hmm. We're not going to crack anything all the way towards to the just how these things were made, which was very, very... I only saw this one half. Lindsay and I watched the first half of the CBS thing, and it was like a bad CSI episode. It felt so icky. It was awful. And I just saw somebody put the Lifetime did something too and put it on their worst of the year. Um, because, I mean, really, truly, I think we all have our theories there. Even Amanda Knox was was like relevatory in terms of like opening the case up in a way that we hadn't seen before. It was a different perspective. Right. Sure. The only person that, atta- like, honestly, this is disgusting, but the only person that reapproached John Bonet this year in a way that felt new was Dr. Dr. Phil. Phil. And that's really embarrassing. Yeah. So take a like if you're if you're developing true crime things, I would measure out what what they did wrong with John Bonet and be very very careful with what you're reinvestigating. Absolutely. I lean more towards the ethical side of things. Like truly, and I was having a conversation with my friend this week who actually thinks that the OJ reinvestigation is, is just as appalling. And there's I I see her point. But although, although it was nice to hear Nicole's voice more with the OJ thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much. I, there's I think it's just that. She was arguing that um, she feels for OJ's daughter, who seems to, I guess, be really struggling with a lot of this. I would then say, like, I, th- I think to that, like, the Goldmans, um, not the Goldmans. Yeah. Uh, yes, the Goldmans. Like, that family, as much as they might also be suffering, too, but I feel like I learned so much more about what their experience was right. just through the Ryan Murphy series. Um, so there's, it's all in how you take it in. Rather than I think like just even sort of broadly painting what we can and can't talk about. Well, my problem and with nothing that John Bonet that that they produced for John Bonet came close to the level of reporting no. that Serial has done. And so just leave John Bonet alone. It wasn't investigative reporting. It was just no. like regurgitation of things that we already knew. And they were also very clickbaity, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, because they made it seem like we've cracked the case. It made it seem like we have all this new, not new information, but things have come to light. And they really made me think, oh, they're going to make me realize who killed this child. Do you remember when they were going through, this is the CBS one now I'm bouncing Mm -hmm. back to, when they were like listening to the audio, the phone call over and over again and pulling, I mean, you would honestly hear, and like they'd be like, oh, did he just say... Don't don't touch that bloody pipe, son. I'll handle it. Like right. nobody said that. No, and nobody was like hearing this person in the background be like, "I killed my sister," <laughs> and that's what they were trying. Like they were so really desperate, pulling that. Just desperate. So desperate, and it's just like if you have to be that desperate, then you shouldn't be doing this. Right. This is still a child. There are still family members that are alive that are that had to go through that trauma. We don't know who killed her. We don't know. We if never it was, will. We never will. We never will. And for all we know, it's still a mourning father. It's still a mourning brother. Like Patsy has since passed, but like we don't know. Yep. So have some respect, even if you think that they killed her. You have no proof. Nope. So, so that's my number four. Leave John Bonet alone. Leave John Bonet. Leave John Bonet alone. 
Um, my number four is Gilmore Girls. Did you watch Gilmore Girls back in the day? I could never make it through five minutes of it, Gilmore Girls, but I, this is a very touchy subject with our audience. We have some loyal listeners that are... But go tell, speak your truth, because I'm not going to disagree. I didn't watch the whole thing. Did you, you didn't watch the whole like, series? Or you, tell I didn't me, watch I'm, the whole reboot. I was I was a pretty oh okay you were I watched, a fan I was a fan because I oh. thought that it was like funny writing as females and that kind of thing I wasn't like a diehard fan I couldn't tell you like oh Rory got got banged in this episode or whatever I don't know um, <laughs> <laughs> I can only assume she did at some point who says banged anymore I, I, my parents know about the podcast now so now I'm like oh no. okay I no it's not fine say the f word anymore. We're going to still say fuck. It's going to be, Tim, Laura, you're fine. We should have a swear jar for one episode and see what happens. See how much money we make? Yeah. I would be down for it. We can it. donate it. I got my, okay, this is a this is a segue, but I'm going to say it. Uh, I got my hair done today, and she, show, she like twirled me around in the chair and like showed me the mirror, and I was like, I'm going to be a fucking beach goddess in Mexico, because I'm going to Mexico in a couple days. And she was just like, that was my favorite reaction to anybody's <laughs> hair that I've ever done. And I was just like, I never realized how much I say fuck until I was like, I'm going to be a fucking beach goddess, which the, I am. The minute you said that they spun you around, I started hearing the Pretty Woman music. I was imagining. But I don't think that's even a scene in Pretty Woman where they spin her around in the chair. I don't think they do, but, but they should have. That's you. Yeah, that's me. Except I'm not a redhead and I'm not six feet tall. Um, but Gilmore Girls... They've obviously lost touch because basically Rory was just a f- piece of shit. In this new reboot. Yeah. Like she's she's deciding between guys and she's also like she just comes off really entitled. Like she's a freelance reporter who wants this job and she feels like she should get this job. The entire time I was watching it, I was just like, fuck you. Like <laughs> you don't get how hard it is to actually like try to piece together. Do you have like an instant? I didn't watch it. I will never watch it. Was there an instance? Was she just like, she, or? I honestly can't say. I don't even you know. You just didn't, you, she didn't do it for you. Was no. it, was it Lorelai too bad? It was mostly Rory that I didn't like. Okay. I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> but I you, just, so that's. But I, I took my You judgment. watched enough to. I watched enough to be like, no, <laughs> fuck this. Lindsay out. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Um, my number three popped cork bummer of the year was Brad Pitt in 2016. Ooh, girl, I know. The, what What a fall from grace that guy had. And it has nothing to do with the divorce. I'm going to leave the divorce out of this. But man, he made some bad film choices in 2016. I haven't seen Allied. Don't. It's not great. Um, and the more you've like, once you've seen it and sit with it, it just is one of those like, oh, this is just, this is bad. not, this is getting worse and worse and worse. He has zero sexual chemistry with Marianne Cotillard. So if there is any truth to like... I was like, going to say, that, that scrapes away there's, there's no the issue. There's nothing rivers. going on with the two of them. Um, and then I also took it upon myself to watch By the Sea because it Which was on I HBO. Seen. Holy so fucking bad. shit. This is... I've never seen a movie like this in my life. It was... I don't even so know how to describe it. it because it was, it was so boring. I can describe it in one word, monotony. It was like watching two people that like it even stripped away their 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 beauty. I was yeah. looking at them. They're just assholes. And Melanie Laurent, who is from, I th- I'm butchering her last name, I'm sure, but she was in Inglorious Bastards and she's the, the wife in the other mm-hmm. room. And that guy. Not terribly attractive people. I was drawn to them a thousand times more than Angelina yeah. Jolie and Brad Pitt because they were both sitting there smoking, drinking, he, the vomit when he throws up oh and like God. goes to kiss her. I, I was just like, oh, like it was just hideous, awful, terrible. And it's just like, okay. Ugly. And, this, and they're in the middle of Italy and they ruin Italy. They've ruined everything. <laughs> they've ruined pretty people. They've ruined like trying to make your relationship work. They've ruined everything. And they're... The whole big, again, block your ears if you are expect by the sea to be Don't watch it. <laughs> anything that you could spoil. But like there's this big tease the whole movie that she's experienced something that she can't recover from. And they use it as though it's a mystery. The minute 
you see a, like a, fl- a, a glimmer of like something happened. You're like, oh, she lost her baby. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened. And they try to play it off like a whodunit at the end. And it's like, of course. Like, we what other it. reason? I actually was hoping that she had like butchered one of her lines on stage. Right. Because then we could have hated her at least for like some reason. Like she's just like this vain, vapid person. But then I was like, oh, no. It you, is sad that you, you lost your baby. You, but I also hate you still. Yeah, they're awful. And like, oh, it was it was dredged. Tell movie yeah. madness. And um, ultimately, if that's a reflection of the relationship, then I'm like, yeah, you should have gotten a divorce mm-hmm. because you're both so self-important and you don't. And there was not a critical word no. said to her. No. And I'm sorry. I'm going to put this one on her because she wrote and directed it. Brad just sat there and was like, this is the last thing you have to do for her. Like, that's what I think he honestly was like, just do this for her and then you can go. Yeah. And she repaid him by saying that he beat his child. So, so here we are. But anyway, I, I shouldn't fault him entirely for that. If he hadn't been an ally as well, I probably, this would be on Angelina, but he, he made used, two shitty movies. You so. said that he was also just like a terrible actor and allied, right? Awful. And we know that Brad Pitt is not a bad actor. No, he was terrible. I'm going to say with something about allied. So <laughs> there's a moment. No one cares. <laughs> you can skip 15 seconds. You can, I'll do it in 15 seconds. He has this moment like halfway through the movie where they like escape the Nazis and kill everybody. And he just looks at her and he's like, you should come to America with me and get married. And that's, and he says it like that in such a way that you go, maybe there's like an extra twist here. No, no. He just wants to marry her. And that's how he says it. It's painful. God damn. Painful, painful movie. Okay. (sighs) What are we at? You're on number three. Number three. Um, I'm going to talk about the night of, did you watch it? On I HBO? I did not. The Night Of was a mini series on, or a limited series, they're calling it now, on HBO, starring um, my brother-in-law mixed with another guy that we know, because this guy looks exactly like John Silverman. Is it DJ Polly D? <laughs> did you know that? Have you ever seen? I, now I'm seeing it, and yeah. I realize John does look like DJ Polly D. <laughs> um, he looks like... John mixed with their friend Ryan. Like, it's so weird. Their profiles are the same. They have some of the same, like, mannerisms. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Everything about the show, like, I just keep saying it doesn't matter because we're all gonna be great. Stop and fine. it. We're gonna be great and fine. What did I say? Um, so, the, the pilot of this limited series was great. It was so nuanced and creepy and you don't know what happened and like all this stuff. And then that's what kept you watching because the rest of it didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> not, not, and I got to burp that snuck up in my I never, throat. I hear them here. I don't hear them when, we, when I play the Mac. Right. So I shouldn't pay attention. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> That's going to be hashtag the new slogan for yeah. 2017. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Um, so all the twists and turns literally made no logical sense. And then he, spoiler alert, gets off in the end. We are spoiling everything, everything. that's ever been made. If you haven't watched <laughs> the things that we're talking about in 2016, then... Sorry, go I'm back I'm not going to spoil it. anything in my flip my wig. I'm only spoiling things that are bad. Same. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, world. Um, it's like he ends up getting off because he kisses his lawyer when that wasn't set up at all. And suddenly like, they're in love and they had no chemistry whatsoever leading into it. And then suddenly she's, she's this like hardworking um, Indian, like great lawyer and then suddenly she throws her entire career away because she wants to kill kill kiss this guy in like his holding cell and they find a video clip of it it's bullshit it doesn't make any sense and i watched the rest of it and i'm just like well that was a complete waste of eight hours of my life so don't watch the night of number three number three Okay, we're getting down to it, and I don't know if you noticed, I was a little quiet during one of your popped corks because it's my number two popped cork. What's that? That's the year that Taylor Swift had this year. Oh, girl. I'll start by saying I have loved Taylor Swift. Sure. I still really, really like Taylor Swift. I will And I still believe that the next album is going to be a monster full of the, the very first single. I'll be like, back on board the choo-choo train. Um, but this year was maybe a year she'd probably want to leave out of the, uh, 
the memory books because. But this was one of her biggest. Did 1989 come out this year? Last year. Okay, then. Yeah, no, this year was not great. Um, And the biggest thing for me, what you already touched, that you touched on the other, like the the Hiddle Swift thing was just obnoxious. It was so weird. And weird. And I really was hoping that it was going to be something more clever or interesting about like how we're all obsessed with her or something like that. And then the Kanye West thing happened. And I was like, I have been giving Taylor Swift too much credit for too long because... Or not too much credit. I think I have for, like forgiven a little bit of her naivete and oh my godness. I've been like, no, she is that girl. She's just that girl. And yeah. I watched now. I like she is as shrewd as they come. And that's not a necessarily like an insult. Like she, but I to see her make that phone call. And for those of you who do not know about the phone call, Kanye West called her. So when he made famous and I made that bitch famous about Taylor Swift. He is on camera, Kim's filming, a phone call between him and Taylor where she is very clearly saying she's okay with it. She goes so far as to say she'll be on the red carpet with him telling people, that's right, I knew it was happening all along. We've Look been out, friends whatever. all along. But right when the song comes out, before this phone call has been published, she's told she tells people she wants to be removed from this narrative and doesn't want like anything to do with him anymore and how and his thoughts and everything like that. And I am not Kanye West number one fan. I'm not even a fan anymore at this point. But he won this one. Oh, for she sure. She is like that snake like. If you're gonna tell someone that you're gonna do something and you're fine with it, and who knows what happened in between then and there, but like Maybe that is something there. Maybe there, like, maybe there was something that happened in between that phone call and going on the right but carpet. But if something had happened in between, then like that and that, then Taylor should have said explained it. And instead, it was an Instagram thing that was just like a total yeah, brush and, off. And she she blew it up. Like mm-hmm. if she had just let the song be, be released yes. and just been like, yeah, whatever, it's Kanye. Yep. That's what she, that should have been her approach. Instead, she was just like, I can't believe he did this to me, like all this stuff. And thank you. You just reminded me. That is like the core of it is that even if something had happened with Kanye, her thing that she said at the award show where she's like, met, like people, we are, we've been made the butt of their jokes or whatever. And if people are going to like put try you. Try to take your, yes. like what you've worked for away when from you. When you are on a phone saying that that is exactly what you are okay with. Yes. That's what I hold issue with. Yes. Like she she turned the narrative to make that, her a victim again, mm-hmm. which I isn't think, a good look. And she doesn't need she's she not a victim. You're not a victim. That's what that's what frustrates me with Taylor Swift. It's just like you you play the victim card more often than not. And what if she had just come out there and been like, um, you know, I really wanted to record a song about you, Kanye, but my mom said not to kick anyone when they're down. Like. That's it. Boom. Killed him. Killed, Killed him. him. As opposed to being like, once again, Con- my story yeah. is, is thrown out there for you it's, guys to all walk over. And, and, like, and, and Kanye West hurt my feelings. And just like, girl. You're better than that. You are trying to have two narrative go- narratives going at the same time. That you're a strong, independent woman that don't need no man. And that this man is ruining your life. Even though you have the strength to create your life. Like... You can't say that Kanye has ruined like anything of your life because you are the talent behind everything that you've done. So just own that shit Mm -hmm. and be like, boy, bye. Yeah. I don't think she's comfortable being vulnerable. No. And as much as you can say Lady Gaga like wears her heart on her sleeve, she's a mess sometimes, whatever. Like Lady Gaga, for the most part, goes out there and overshares. Taylor right. Taylor could take a, a spoonful of that and just be a little more just raw, not the prepackaged. Right. This is this is what my like not even a publicist. I think it's her. Like this is what I prepared standing in front of a mirror to make sure I looked adorable when I said it. And that but get I out am, there and I like, am the one that's likable. And maybe that will be what this album is: is like a little bit something raw, or a little bit something realer. I would love to see it. But for 2016, I think she wants it as over wants to be as over as much as we do. Yeah, probably. Number two. Numero dos. So this one is a little bit sad, but like not in a, a Trump way. So uh, <laughs> two of my favorite people, celebrities, not people. They are celebrities are people too. Two of my favorite icons died this year, which is which are David Bowie and Alan Rickman. I grew up loving David Bowie's music. Uh, he 
came through Indianapolis when I was a senior in high school, and I couldn't go because I had to work at Pizza Hut that night. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. I love Pizza Hut. But my friend Abby came in wearing a fucking tailored pantsuit looking like a million bucks, and she went to the show, and I felt really happy for her. It's a sweet memory. It was very... Like, she walked in. I was in my Pizza Hut gear, like, about to serve a deep dish, and we had talked about getting these tickets... I couldn't get off work. I couldn't afford them, all these things. And she just walks in looking like fucking a million bucks. And I was just like, you got tickets? She spent more than she could probably. But she went to the show and that's a life lesson. Fucking go see your idols when you can because I always thought that I would see him. And I never did, Um, which is a big bummer. But fiscal responsibility is important too. That's true. And... Didn't want to be fired from Pizza Hut. But I got fired anyway later on. (laughs) Um, We didn't expect him to die this year. Like, I certainly didn't. I didn't know he was sick. And then he had released an album. And I was like, maybe he's going to tour with his album. And I'm going to be able to go see him. And then he was dead a month later, which is a huge bummer. But at least we, like, I'm so happy he released that last album. It was great. Um, Do you know what? Um, you should do. What should I do? For me, some night after our, our podcast. You want to listen to David Bowie? I want you to maybe put together like a little 19 live of David Bowie performances. I would love to do that for and you. And we could sit and watch them. Because I actually don't, mind. and that's why like I'm heartbroken about David Bowie just because of the songs that I knew. But him as an artist, I am completely uninformed. Right. So inform me on David I Bowie. I would love night. to. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, okay. that sounds really fun. I'll do that. Okay. The second, uh, also Brit, that died was Alan Rickman, who I literally had a picture of him in a Shakespeare production hung up in my locker in high school. Loved that man. He was like, he was such a great actor, and he was Snape in Harry Potter. And I don't know. It's just, a, it's like a one-two punch of like two of my favorite people. They're gone. He's one of those like, I mean, so top shelf Defines oh. top shelf. If Alan Rickman were a liquor, he like you would just stare at you it from the bar you can't and be him. like, "Who orders that?" And they just like, like you. You would love to one day. You owe us twenty dollars for even asking. Yeah, who orders that? Yeah, he really like my first memory of Alan Rickman is um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh my god, he's one of the best villains ever. He's one at of the least in my like memory no, he, of like 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 I Die Hard. He yes, was Die Hard. Fucking amazing. Oh my god, Die Hard. Um, obviously Snape. And then he and then he can be the most evil man, and then he can be like evil in a different way, but also like a human in Love Actually. He's, I was just gonna say Love Actually. Like he still cheats on Emma Watson. No, god damn it, Emma. Yes. Which one? Thompson. <laughs> Thompson. Yeah, okay. That's the same name, practically. When he cheated on Hermione in the third Harry Potter, <laughs> no, it's the fourth Harry Potter. When he cheats on, when on he Hermione, cheats on Hermione, I was stunned. Devastated. I was like, "This is the most adult twist I've ever seen." Can't in a believe kid's that movie. Hermione and because it was weird when he just started banging Hermione. Hermione, but then when he cheated on her, I was like, "God, that's so dark." With it's Ron so dark. of all people, because I would think that he she would have been with Ron this whole time, right? But no. Thompson, Emma Thompson. It's one every episode. But it's one uh, thing you can count on. <laughs> you can set listen, your watch to it. They're British Emmas with Watson and Thompson as their last names. If I didn't get them confused, I would be superhuman. And I will give you two that Emma Watson is Belle in the New Beauty and the Beast, I know and Emma that. Thompson is Mrs. Potts. Shut your fucking mouth. I won't. Motherfucker. I'm never I'm gonna be calling. Belle and Emma Thompson and Mrs. Potts Emma Watson for the rest of my life. Forever. Forever. Which is only going to be through 2017 because we're going to all die in a nuclear holocaust. Well, let's say rest in peace to those two gentlemen. We love you. We love you. And Thank we you for adore your, your work. Yes. My number one thing that sucked in 2016, and as a reminder, we are not talking about the one who shall not be named. My number one goes to the city of Montreal, Canada. Ooh. And you don't know what they did, I guess, then. No, I don't think I do. Just this month, they... they now, this has been in the, in the works for over a year now, but it was voted into effect, repealed, and then voted, voted back into effect 
those motherfuckers have banned pit bulls <gasps> from their city. Oh, I'm sorry. And I could go on for a long time about pit bulls. Pit bulls are great dogs. They are the most misunderstood animals on the planet. It's true. What you people might not know about pit bulls is that, as I've said for a very long time, they are not dogs. They're, They're babies. babies. <laughs> They are babies that just want to take care of other babies. They were bred They're called nanny to dogs. be nanny dogs. They used to take care of babies. Humans made them terrible. True. And went by them, I mean just a few ones that unfortunately that get, have that been out on the, the streets. Right. They are vicious for a reason because they can be trained very, very they well. They have very strong jaws. And they have strong jaws. The lockjaw thing is a myth. That's not real. No. But regardless of all this, I own a pit bull. Our friends, John and Allie, own a pit bull. They are beautiful, wonderful dogs. They're and it breaks babies. my heart that there are people now in Canada who have to register their... They have like a few more months to register their pit bull. Oh, babies. The pit bull must be muzzled at all times when no. outside. The owner has to be background checked. God damn it. And I think there's one more thing that like... It's insane. And these are like members of their family yeah. that they now have to treat like... They really are good buddies. They are good buddies. They're not dangerous. If you don't know pit bulls, get to know a pit bull. When we adopted our dog, we said no pit bulls and no puppies. And we ended up with a pit bull and a puppy. And I would never not adopt a pit bull He's again. A dog. So fuck you, Montreal. You get my fucking... You're the problem of the year. Fuck you. Fuck you, Montreal. I'm sure you're very nice in other ways. It's actually but. a beautiful city. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my number one um, pop cork of the year is... My 2016 resolution. <laughs> so my husband Josh and I went to Brazil uh, last New Year's and we were full of light and love and we thought that we were going to rule the world in 2016. <laughs> so 2016 started laughing as soon as it struck midnight and it has not stopped since. So I'd just like to read to you um, the list of things that I still need to do in the last... <laughs> I wish I had music for this. <laughs> the last eight days of 2016. I got to get a side business going. I have to lose 10 pounds. I need to learn conversational Spanish. I need to write a screenplay. I also need to write an animated pilot. I need to read 24 books. Uh, I need to improve my pitching, which is for TV shows. And well, I can you can own that one. Haven't you improved your pitching? No, I pitched in 2015. Bye. And I also need to sell a pilot. So if anybody knows, <laughs> anybody that wants to buy a pilot, teach me pitching, <laughs> read to me 24 books, write an animated pilot, or a screenplay, teach me conversations. How many Spanish. books did you want to read? 24. How many did you read? Like eight. That's pretty great. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't 24. I've read three quarters of one, I think. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even that great. So I've decided that I'm going to make a list of resolutions for this year, and it's going to be like two manageable ones. I think that the resolutions should be made on December 1st. Because you have like, whenever you put something on January 1st, it carries all that weight. Yeah, a lot of weight. Maybe, maybe we make them on December 1st. I also, I'm glad I mentioned that because my friend and I were talking about Christmas and why I have mentioned on this podcast that it stresses me out and, like, I hate that, like, it does because I am actually very excited to go home for Christmas this year. I want to correct that in a sense. I'm very excited to see my family. I'm very excited to go home and relax for a week and really Absolutely. try to, like, check out. But uh, really a lot of what the stress comes from is, like, the travel and the ifs and the whats and the coordination and all that mess. I was like, what if? Every family, if you are like, the minute you get married, okay, mm -hmm. you are, oh, this was complicated then because then what happens? Oh, the God. idea would be that every family <laughs> is assigned a different Christmas. So like your parents are given October 14th, that's your Christmas, okay? And okay. so everyone that falls underneath you, but then... If Josh's Christmas is different than your parents' I'm Christmas. I'm so confused right now. Christmas is too confusing. <laughs> it's too complicated. I was thinking There's the idea was going to be that Christmas is sort of like it's spread, it's spread out for lots of people. And the thing was going to be that no matter when your Christmas is, you get a full week off for that Christmas so that you can okay. always have time off. 
But um, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Once you get married to another family, their Christmas night might not be what your Christmas is. Well, you would have to have two Christmases in the year is what it is. Oh, and so you get both off? Yeah. If you get married, you get two weeks off? Yeah. Okay. So that makes a little more But then single people will be like, well, why do married people get two weeks off? Yeah. And also... It's awesome. It's bullshit. And once you start spreading out to multiple marriages, just because you and Josh can go to your place... Um, right. Well, then I guess your brother. This is so stupid. Okay. So <laughs> okay, let me. Can I? Can I just say? Um, can we pause right now? Yeah. Because I have to pee <laughs> so bad. Okay, guys. Intermission. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm coming right back. So I have a couple honorable mentions for popping my cork, and then we'll get into flipping our wigs. Do tell. Um, it's one of them is just simply getting frustrated with Lena Dunham. It's so interesting. Like, let's just stop. Let's yeah. stop getting frustrated with her. She's she's she. I don't I don't agree with what she's saying. No. But at this point, we know she does it to sort of get a rise. And she's also very like. I don't even think when she- I read her like explanation of what she was saying, I don't I don't agree or disagree. But I hear her and I understand why she said it. I don't think she does it to get a rise. I think she does it because she genuinely like earnestly believes it. But it's very misguided. Yeah. She doesn't have enough people being like, Lena, stop. But she, there's something I'll say to her that is commendable in a society where I don't feel like women are often allowed or have an opportunity to be unfiltered. She just says whatever she's thinking. Totally. And the fact that it does get attention makes me almost want to champion her more. Because how many fucking men do we have out there that can say whatever they want? And it, uh, whether or not you agree or disagree, you see the headline. You we mean don't our have, president-elect? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. But women, like how many Lena Dunham's do we have? So right. maybe we should just like actually champion her because what she says at least gets noted, like news. I was, I was talking to a friend tonight. And it's not that- Kellyanne Conaway or fucking, what's her name, Tara Reid. The new oh, fucking yeah. idiot. We'll call her Tara Reid. Um, <laughs> I was talking about Lena Dunham tonight. It's just like she... I, I, at this point, hate watch girls. And it's because, like, it's all about, like, their emotion. they're feeling these emotions and they're the most important thing in the world. And I'm just like, guys, everybody's sad. And that's the problem. Like, they're not self-aware at all. And I think that's the problem with Lena. Like, I don't think she's a bad person. I don't think that she's thinks that her opinions are the end-all, be-all. But I do think that her she thinks her opinions are the most important thing in her life because ultimately she's the center of her universe. Right. And she just hasn't, she hasn't but found... But everyone that kind of like has he, a voice? Like, not everyone, but like a lot of people are like that. That can be said like that. That this yes is yes and no. Like I think that if you were to be given that that platform, you have struggled and been with a different, a lot of different like people to know what to say, when to say it and still get your point across. But like to that point, she didn't go in front of the L woman of the year awards and say this. It was on her podcast. It was on her podcast. You're right. And maybe she had had up a couple glasses of wine and just said this thought and now it becomes a headline. So, like, I hear you. I think that she should probably be a little bit more careful. But, like, God knows if this continues, I'm going to say something stupid at some point. And then we'll edit it out and everything will be fine. That's what we say, but we never do. That's true. No, we do. We do. We We've do. added out a few things. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you guys like to know? Yeah. <laughs> that will be the special bonus episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, getting frustrated with Lena Dunham. Let's be done with that. And then also the awakening of Jennifer Lawrence and Amy Schumer. It's just, it was too much this year for me. It kind of turned them both in a way where I was like, oh, you guys get it. You got, like, if there's something that happens when people sort of realize their shit doesn't stink, and both of them this year realize, like, oh. But they also, I think, both got it. Like, when they said that they were going to write a screenplay together, that died almost immediately. No, I think they wrote it. Really? I think they wrote it. All right, well. And. Amy Schumer's commercials for Old Navy, where she's like, oh, I haven't even seen those. The self con, like she's being a bitch to her sister because she knows how funny it will be for people to see her being a bitch to her sister. When I'm like, you're probably just a bitch to your sister. And when I typed in Amy Schumer, it autocorrected it to Amy Schumer. <gasps> like Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. So I will Siri say, knows. my my I'm my so only. So happy that passengers is gonna bomb. Sorry. Continue. 
Oh, well, did you read the... It sounds so bad. So bad. Someone was calling it like the Stockholm Syndrome it of is. sci-fi movies. It's he fucking crazy. He basically kidnaps her from her pod. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Didn't watch it, but I read some things. <laughs> we are um, spoiling every movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> somebody, somebody could be mad about Passengers. We might have to edit that well, out. Well, if they're mad about Passengers, then they need to see a good movie but and that's realize not, what that's they should not be fair. That Passengers... Okay, We're so... Ed- no, wait, no, fuck no. that. We're not editing it Guys, out. we disagree on this one. Passengers is not fair game right now. It comes out this weekend. People might be really excited about it. I edit this shit, so it's in. If you're mad about Passengers, it's Lindsay's fault. Come and get me, bro. Um, All right, moving on. Do we want to do... Do we want to flip our wigs? Yeah, with the five of the year. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I still have to flip my wig about even just this week, too. I, these guys, we said this is going really long. I'll go fast, I promise. But we're gonna be off next week, so this is like you could stop it right you could now, stop it right now, and then you could bring it back on next week, right? Yeah. Okay. So deal with it. Yeah. Surprise. Cliffhanger. We uh, realized that this was a really long episode as one part, so we're gonna go ahead and split it into two. Isn't that fun? We'll have another episode next week with our flipped wigs. So you got all the sad stuff this week, and you'll get all the fun stuff next week. We can't wait to see you then. We won't see you. You'll hear us. Yeah, all that stuff. Happy New Year. Uh,